Welcome to Catholic Stuff You Should Know, a J10 initiative. Hey, and welcome. This is Catholic Stuff You Should Know. Father John and my good friend Joe Doman here. Two hours ago, two and a half hours ago, uh, at noon Denver time, I think, Rome, 8 p.m., the, for the first time in 600 years, the uh, Pope has resigned, and uh, we are now in a Sedevacante. Sedevacante. So he uh, went off into the Vatican Gardens, and that was it. Yeah. Crazy. Did you watch the video or anything like that? His no. Was words. there a video? What do you say? Yeah, so I, I turned to our old friend at Whispers in the Logia for this stuff. When you got oh, right. to get the uh, – Gold made a joke about that, but I was like, you know, when it comes to the inside scoop when things are going on in Rome instead of just gossip in general, but, you know, when actually things are happening, then it's uh, it's good to uh, go back to it. So – Ecclesial pornography. That's what uh, one of our uh, uh, professors last year referred to Whispers and Logia as. Right, which it is. The gossip of the church. Which it is, but uh, they had the video for uh, of Benedict's final kind of thing and then going away. So don't go to Whispers and Logia a lot, but if you need to <laughs> get access it's to it. It's not really quick. pornographic in the literal sense. No, it's, it's not. It's not that bad. Yeah, thank you, Joe, for being completely <laughs> ridiculous. So. Yeah, so here we are, and it's uh, so I thought. Well, let's uh, let's diverge from our typical uh, lack of content podcast um, with Goble, and let's do one without content with you and I. How All does right. that sound? Sounds great. So usually you and I uh, do real topics, and you know, Goble, we talk about bananas or um, I don't know, kitty cats or something like that, or whatever it is. I don't think I've listened to that one. Sick, sick head. You never know. You never know. But uh, he's picked up to the fact that we talk about him when he's not uh, on the podcast, and so. Mm-hmm. He started to listen now, finally. Yeah, finally. <laughs> so the uh, so I have in my hand brackets, right? 16, the sweet 16. This is, uh, I don't know who put this together, um, but they basically said these are the top 16 cardinals that are going to be. Oh, these are the guys who are. Papabile, as the Italians say. Right. Popable, right? Possible mm-hmm. popes. So again, um, this is just kind of a ridiculous uh, thing, but what I want to do from it is not just talk about politics and fun ideas, but I want to talk about different names and then different issues that kind of are going to be facing the next pope. Yeah. So all this is presupposed that, of course, Holy Spirit guides this, mm-hmm. right? And uh, we, we absolutely are convicted of that and trust in that. But there is a human element to all of this, oh, and absolutely. it's crazy. And the thought of like 119 men going into the Sistine Chapel with their arms, like their hands folded in prayer, and then mm-hmm. they kind of just all assent to the one guy. No, 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 no. That's not how this happens. You know? Do you know anything about how this happens? No, I don't. But no. it can't happen like that. <laughs> no, it's uh, it's got to be messy and there's got to be politics and there's got to be different things. I always say that to people like the the messy political side of everything is always there with humanity. Absolutely. So if Christ takes away the humanity of the bishops, the cardinals, then then there will be uh, absolutely not, none of that messiness in politics. Mm-hmm. If he doesn't, then hopefully he's redeeming it. Yeah, right? absolutely. Well, politics, I mean, it's just – what just comes from polis, right? City in Greek. Right. And it's really just about people getting together and deciding stuff or talking about stuff or organizing things. And that's what this is about. And not only about, but I mean, you have a strong human element because you have all human beings there making a decision today, hoping that they're guided by the Holy Spirit. I mean, they're in the Sistine Chapel looking at the last judgment right before exactly. them. Exactly. That's And thinking, so you know, okay, this is a huge decision that yep. I'm going to have to stand before God and be responsible for to some degree. So Exactly. And so the, uh, um, yeah, Aristotle has that great line, man is a political animal. Right. Right. You are just inherently political mm-hmm. because of the polis, like you said, living in, in common in some kind of relationship makes you political. So there's a lot of messiness. We, we are not privy to that messiness. We don't want to go on to ecclesiastical 
pornographic websites like <laughs> Whispers in the Logia, they're going to be horrified when they hear that. It's just yeah, there's just a little. This is a gossip mill, but um, nevertheless, uh, there was some there was some actually some very good stuff today when I was doing a little research. I actually have in my hand this this is the sheet. So here's the round of sixteen. This the is sweet. This 16. is, is this, where did he get this? this? Is just his own? Uh, where did I get this? Gosh, I don't like know. no, where did he get this? Like, is this his own kind of? Uh, I don't know opinions about this who- is a, yeah this is just a secular a religionnews.com I think oh, just okay. google sweet sistine like it's a play on sweet 16 I got you, Did, no, you, are you following me cuz you look confused <laughs> no, so it's like confused. march madness wait it's what's, like the NCAA what is NCAA yeah, sweet 16 oh right okay but it's a play on 16 sistine the chapel it sounds like it oh i yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah 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 <laughs> they're like oh my gosh i can't listen to this anymore <laughs> So uh, of the 119 electors of the College of Cardinals, which, speaking of humanity, it's a mess, okay? Let's just be honest right now, right? We don't need to pretend like that. The Car- College of Cardinals? Cardinal College. Oh, yeah, it just is right now. I mean, you just had the guy in Scotland resign right. on accusations, okay? Mm-hmm. Mahoney is an elector. He's not 80 yet. Is he going to be? He's going to be there, and he's under interdict by his bishop. So the retired bishop of Los Angeles, Los Angeles who's a cardinal— uh, was put under interdict, which means he is not allowed to um, publicly uh, kind of address or celebrate because of ties to a cover-up of a scandal in the 80s. Okay? Awful stuff. It's a mess. It's a mess. So they're trying to convene all the cardinals by – they're all supposed to be over there, but you know we're trying to figure out what's going on. Benedict had the Scottish guy removed from the, the college, and so – Although the, the College O'Brien, of Cardinals is in much better shape than it was when Benedict was elected. I that mean, is true. Like he's done, Benedict's made a lot of cardinals, and one of his big agendas for his papacy was to really be solicitous about who was being made a bishop and who was being made a cardinal, because John Paul II, for all of his gifts and the great gift he was to the church, entrusted a lot of those decisions to people who were making bad decisions about who were becoming bishops, who were becoming cardinals. Absolutely. So and the place gonna, is in much better shape now than it was then. Absolutely. And we're going to talk about that a little bit, about um, we both love John Paul dearly, but oh yeah, he's my hero. Ratzinger inherited a number of different things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, so anyways, yeah, the fact that there's only 28 Italians on the College of Cardinals, that's it, crazy. Is that like unprecedented? Un, I mean, if you think about prior to 40 years ago, mm-hmm. John Paul, the, actually Paul VI kind of started that trend and then John Paul II really started making it more international. Right. So the largest contingent from one nation is 28 uh, Italians. Guess what the second largest nation representing the College of Cardinals is? I don't know. United yeah. States. Really? 11. Wow. Crazy, huh? I'm surprised. That's without our boy Shepu. Mm-hmm. Who would Just be a cardinal in three years or so? Oh, yeah. So the way it works is if a bishop is a cardinal, even if he retires at 75 because he can still vote till he's 80, mm-hmm. The new bishop is not made cardinal. That's why Archbishop Shepu is not Cardinal Shepu. Yeah, that's how they keep all the votes for you know for America. There's 11 cardinals in America. And so when Regali, who is the Bishop Emeritus of Philadelphia, so Shepu replaced Regali, when Regali turns 80, or is it past 80? Is it 80, 80, I think. When he hits 80, then he will lose his right to vote in the papal right. conclave. Right. And so then Shepu will get re- will replace his that Philadelphia C uh, as a cardinal. So yeah. that's, that's basically why Dolan was just made a cardinal after being a few years because the guy before him just turned 80. So we're disappointed because we love Archbishop Gomez and we love Archbishop Chapu and they're not yet cardinals. That's right. Because they're in L.A. and Philly and those are the two that are not. So yep. 
people are like, great, that's super boring. Thanks a lot for all the information. <laughs> but let's get down to the exciting stuff. Yeah. There are some rock stars in the College of Cardinals. Do you know anything about these rising. guys? Oh, yes. I I've know nothing. I mean, besides what I've read. I've done unbelievable amounts of research, I like I do with every podcast. So it. basically, I want to take you through the sweet 16, the round of 16, and whoever this Hanya is. Do you got was. any uh, dark horses that you're pulling for? Now, just wait a second. Let me lay out the candidates first. All right, all right. And then I want to hear your thoughts um, on this. Okay, so we have three regions that they say. The Americas region, the um, – what, what's next? Asia and Africa mm-hmm. region, and then uh, Europe, European region. Okay? okay. So the American region. Number one, Dolan versus O'Malley. Boston and New York. Oh. Not going to happen. Not going to happen. Okay, there's absolutely no way. The, those are two on there? <laughs> those are the two. Well, they're Cardinals. Yeah. And they're prominent. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I think part of this is the guy's just pulling up, you know, this is an American who did this. So. Oh, I got you. But yeah, O'Malley and Dolan, we love them. Great Cardinals, but I don't think so. Mm-mm. Next, Mark Willette versus Norberto Rivera Carrera, right? Mark Willette is a Canadian. He's my man. Yeah, he's We'll good- come back to him in a second. He's right now the prefect of bishops. Mm -hmm. So there's a congregation in Rome. There's basically three big jobs, right, under the pope. You have the secretary of state. You have the um, CDF. CDF, the Congregation for the Doctrine of Faith, Mm -hmm. right, that deals with faith. Ratzinger was that before. Ratzinger was that before. And then the third one is the Congregation of Bishops. Mm -hmm. So Mark Ouellette is in one of the three major spots in Rome. The the Congregation of Bishops is the main congregation that deals with appointing new bishops. Right. Prior to... Prior to uh, June, he was the Archbishop of Quebec City, mm-hmm. primate yeah. of Canada. Right. Awesome guy. We'll come back to him in a little bit. Norberto Rivera Carrera, I don't know anything about him <laughs> other than that he's uh, the primate of Mexico. He's the Archbishop of Mexico City. Okay. Sounds oh, like ages a nice are important here, too. Oh, yeah. So Carrera is 70. Okay. And Mark Willette is 68. Okay. Okay. So I want you to consider yeah. this as we talk through these different guys. Um, okay. Next up. This is where it's going to get real ugly. You're going to hear how bad my Spanish is. Uh, uh, De Aviz versus Maradiaga. Okay. Uh, so the first is Brazilian. I don't even know how to pronounce his first name. Juan Braz. <laughs> is De it Aviz. Juan? No, J-O-A-O. We yeah. need Father Dave Nix here. He speaks Portuguese. <laughs> Anyways, Juan Braz De Aviz from Brazil. <laughs> you like that? I'm sorry. So anyways, he is the... Um, the prefect of the con- of consecrated life. So there's a congregation in Rome, mm-hmm. consecrated life. He's the guy from Brazil. Okay, I've heard. His- is he like the top two? Dog? No, 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 there's two Brazil guys. This okay. guy's in Rome. He's 65. All right. He's running a congregation in Rome. He's up against Oscar Rodriguez Maradiaga, who is the um, who's from Honduras and is the president of Caritas International, another Roman thing. He's 70. I don't know. I don't know where they get these names. Right. Uh, that's, Probably from the Cardinals themselves, I can imagine. Yeah, there you go. Uh, so that's that's that. I don't know these two. The Brazilian that I think everyone's talking about is in the next one, right? Odlio um, Pedro Scherer from Brazil, yeah, Archbishop yeah. of Sao Paulo. Everybody talks about him. He's only sixty-three. That's awesome. Okay, I kind of I'm kind of pulling for a young young pope. All right, okay. Leonardo Sandri is the um, from Argentina. He's the prefect of Oriental churches. He's sixty-nine. So he's another South American who is very influential in Rome, right, being a prefect of a major congregation, Oriental churches. So of those, of the American region, who's your take? Let me go through them again. Dolan versus O'Malley. Don't even oh, joke yeah, about Ouellette. that. Oh, yeah, Willette. Willette? Willette's my pick. Willette's your pick. Yeah, of okay. all the Americans, for sure. 
Well, that's my pick too. Oh, well, there you go. So there you go. We just narrowed it down to. You know, it's not going to be anybody else now besides because we have the inside. Right. This. this is going to be so funny in about a month when this is so outdated. <laughs> okay, we move to Europe then. Ready? Scola. Not yet. Okay. Okay. Peter Erdo versus Gianfrasco Ravasi. Okay. Peter Erdo is the Archbishop of Budapest. He's 60 years old. Huh. And uh, Gianfranco Raves- Ravasi is the Italian head of the Pontifical Council for Culture. He's 70. I don't know who Ra- Ravasi is. Moving on. Erdo. Everybody talks about Erdo. Okay. Here's the next one. This is what you want here. Christoph Schoenborn. Archbishop of Vienna, mm-hmm. age 68, versus Angelo Scola, Archbishop of Milan, age 71. Right. Those are you guys. You like those guys? I don't know anything about them. I just heard a lot of people I've talked to are like, oh, yeah, I'm pulling for Scola. I don't know who pulls for people, but I don't know. Scola is just one of those names I keep hearing thrown around. I don't know anything about him. I know he's in Milan. He's whatever. 60, well, check 71. this out. Check this out, young Joe. Yeah. Uh, Scola was a big deal eight years ago, right? Prior to... Um, Benedict made him the Archbishop of Milan. Prior to that, he was the Archbishop of Venice. For us, that doesn't mean anything, but Milan is like huge. It's a big one, yeah. The cool thing about him is that he was one of the college students, or sorry, one of the high school students who had a professor um, named... Giussani? Giussani. Really? Yeah. And so he was one of the original founders of the Communion Liberation Movement. Cool. And he also studied in Balthazar. Oh, of course. Then you like him. Of course. But so does Schoenborn. And Schoenborn, Schoenborn, he was the main editor for the catechism. Main editor of the catechism. Schoenborn is uh, Australia, or Austrian, sorry, um, from Vienna. Thinking of that line from Dumb and Dumber. Austrian. Where's your accent? Good day, Mike. Austrian. Oh, good day, Mike. Okay, so that's basically all they put up for Europe. So not a lot of dudes from Europe. So Scola, I, I lost a bet on Scola. I thought Scola was going to be the last pope. Oh, really? Did you, you know that? You made a bet for him? Yeah, eight years ago. Do you want to make a bet on this now? Oh, sure. We can bet on this. But let's go through uh, Asian Africa first. Okay. So who's your take from Europe? Erdo versus Ravasi, Schoenberg versus Scola. Oh, Scola, I guess. Why? why, Pick somebody different than me. No. I mean, I I said it first. (laughs) Okay, fine. So Scola's 71. He's from Milan. He's not young, though. No spring chicken. 71. Yeah. Well, 71. I mean, Benedict was 77, I think, when he was elected. Yeah. Which he was an older pope. I mean, but yeah, I think 70, that's pretty typical, right? Yeah. All right, Asia and Africa. This is where the names are going to get real bad. Here. Peter Turkson, baby. Hold on. Gosh! Yes! <laughs> we like all the same guys. Clearly, this is the Holy Spirit uniting us. Okay, before we get to Turkson, who's awesome, um, John, I don't even know how to pronounce this. John. Onayekan from Nigeria. He's the Archbishop of Abuja. It's amazing that you're managing in one podcast to offend the entire world. I know. By your That's impressive. He's 69 years old. Versus Robert Sarah from Guinea. Oh, he's yeah. the head of Cor Unum. He's in Rome. He's 67. Okay. <laughs> Both probably good guys. Here's the big one. <laughs> Luis Antonio Tangle from the Philippines. Yeah, that's Everybody the like Everybody's talking about him. He's Is it the Tangle Arch- or Toggle? Yeah, something like that. So he's the Archbishop of Manila. He's only 55 years old. I know. He's my father's age. Is he in the wait? He is in the same bracket as Africa, Asian Africa. Yeah, together? Asian Africa together. Okay. He's he's the only Asian, I think. Versus Peter Turkson from Ghana, who everybody's talking about. Um, and he is the president of the Pontifical Council for Justice and Peace. So he's working in Rome, but he is from Ghana originally. Dude, I'm going to pick Toggle, man. 
toggle. You can have Turkson. Good. Thank you. Thank you. Okay, so you're hearing this. If Turkson is the next pope, Joe chose toggle. That's right. Okay, so let's talk about... Um, Maybe toggle off, will be the pope after him. So of our Sweet Sistine, round of 16 here, we have recommended Mark Willette, right, mm-hmm. in our wisdom and inspiration <laughs> of the Holy Spirit. That's right. Angela Scola, and then we debate over Luis Antonio Toggle versus Peter Turkson. Mm-hmm. Uh, all of those are exciting. Joe, give me the priorities for the next pope. Why would you choose which guy if you were in the Sistine Chapel oh, right gosh. now? What, well, are the, what are the important things? And, and then why do you pick these names? Just because you like the names? or like? I like. I think Peter, Peter Turkson's black. And I think black people are just kind of cool. They are. Uh, and then... But I, you didn't pick Turkson. You picked Tangle. That's true. Okay. I want a black, a black, an African pope or an Asian pope. Uh, I don't know why. That's just kind of. Let me challenge that. I, I basically second. okay. I have I have zero. I have zero criteria yeah, yeah, for this. Yeah. Besides, like I just you know I want a saintly man okay. who's going to lead the church well. But besides that, I'm just kind of like yeah, I like this guy. So you fill out this, bracket. and I know that my my opinion doesn't mean anything. So I feel free to just you know be kind of flippant about it. <laughs> Thank you for like reducing this to nothing but flippancy. The you basically fill this out like I fill out my March Madness bracket, which is like okay, dude, they sound good, you know. Uh, Georgetown. Um, if I knew one of the guys well, here's the thing: everybody's like, we should have an African pope. We should have. I, I think that'd be awesome. But the question is, like, is that <laughs> is it just because that'd be cool, or is it because like we act, that would actually be better for the church? Yes, it's because it would be cool, and hopefully, it would also be better for the church. Honestly, I don't know. That's what I'm saying. Like, no, I I I don't really know. I'm kind of making a joke of this because, like I said. I don't have any criteria with which to judge any of this. Okay, here's my criteria by which I judge this. Sure. I actually thought about this. Okay. I'm just joking. I uh, prepared you just for throwing this into this topic. So basically, here's what I think are the four big things facing the next pope that they, that need to be evaluated uh, based on Oh, this. so what are the challenges? Okay. Yeah. What are the challenges? And you can chime in on this. Number one, what I'm hearing – and this goes back to John Paul II, is the Vatican needs to kind of get cleaned up. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah, we just had the Butler scandal thing. The finances were kind of a mess back in the day. Under John Paul, it was just kind of – he just left and was with the world. But it just was crazy. I, yeah, from what I've heard from people who spent time in Rome and the Vatican, both John Paul and Benedict, great men, saintly men, horrible administrators, <laughs> which uh, – Gives me some hope, I guess. Oh, but. gosh. Yeah. Good <laughs> Lord. Yeah. The guy who didn't check his email for six weeks. Yeah, so, right. But let's look at our candidates again. Mark Willette is an inside man, right? He's been working in the Vatican. He knows the he knows it inside and out. Yeah. I think he's a prime opportunity for that. And so is Peter Turkson, mm-hmm. right? I think if you chose an African or an Asian who was not in Rome, who didn't know the workings of the Curia right. and wasn't able to reform it, I think it'd be trouble. That's why I think Peter Turkson from Ghana, that who's at the, who knows the inner workings of this whole thing, who can get it together, would be ideal. Hey, John Paul II wasn't in Rome. That is true. And he was a great pope. So we. I just think that it's a priority now, though. It's got to go. Right. Yeah, I've go. heard that again and again. The Curia needs to be kind of reworked. Right. So that's the first thing to be considered. Mm-hmm. The second thing is, obviously, the church is expanding and growing in crazy ways in Africa and Asia, mm-hmm. as well as in South America. But I think primarily Africa and Asia. Okay. I think the trials and the troubles in South America are much more complicated. We're just seeing ex- there's a, the church is exploding in Africa. Right. It's just so different. Yeah, it is. In South America, it's it's kind of languishing. It's becoming Protestant. All kinds of different things at work. Yeah, in Asia, I mean, we have, we have guys uh, in our seminary from Asia, mm-hmm. and they all, all, they all say – Oh yeah, we're always turning people away from the seminary. We have too many seminarians. We have too many priests. Yeah. like that's that's not a problem you guys have, but it is yeah. for us. Yeah. So Mark Willette, French Canadian, right? What does he know about other countries? Well, 
He doesn't have anything really on Africa or Asia, but he did live in South America. Okay. He was a rector of a seminary for a number of years in South America. So I think that he speaks fluent Spanish. Cool. So not so much about Africa or Asia. And then obviously Turkmen would be huge for that. Turkson. Turkson, thank you. I think Scola, probably not so much on that one. So that's the second one. Okay. Uh, fostering the church in its growing areas mm-hmm. in South America, but especially in Africa and right. Asia. That's a major priority. Mm-hmm. But I think a third priority, which is equal to the second one, and again, I'm just making all these up. Um, I didn't read this anywhere. Is uh, we have to keep inv- engaging the secularization of the West. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Part of the romanticism of like, let's pick an African pope. It's just like, well, let's just go off to where everything's great, you know, and we're, Europe and the West is just kind of toast. Well, that's true, but we got to keep like engaging the secularized West, and that's why I think Willette is awesome because Mark Willette is from Quebec, which is has been the most radical secularization yeah, in the last 40 years than in the history of the world, basically. I mean, it just radically lost the faith. But in, see, that, kind of, that kind of turns me off a little more, though, like that, I don't know, that a place where the church is falling apart, I'm not inspired by, I mean, I don't know who, I don't know what let, you know, from anybody else, really, besides what you have on his resume there, but... Uh, you know, life is his age on this the, piece of paper. <laughs> but the places, the places that are, like, falling apart, like John Paul II... He was different than a lot of people uh, at the time of his election because his diocese was exploding and the faith was strong there. And he was a leader, not of a secular kind of decaying Catholicism, but of a, sec- uh, a Catholicism that was thriving, you know? Right. So you know what I mean? I I'm do, not as I like, do know what you He mean. might be awesome, but I'm not as like, yeah, he's awesome because he comes from a really crappy diocese. <laughs> you know what well, I mean? Well, yeah, I agree. I agree with what you're saying. But part of it is like, is it crappy because he did a bad job or is it crappy because um, because of the world is changing? And he gives us a very clear, right. courageous response to that, which he did in Canada. I mean, he took on the kind of crazy socialized medicine, abortion. Mm. I mean, he really he really gave a very clear and, and, and solid witness to that. So anyways, he's obviously my guy. And Scola, I think, is very similar to that in secularized Italy. Right. So, But that is a good question to be considered, obviously. And then lastly, I think... We have to continue what Benedict called the reform of the reform. Liturgically and huh. theologically, we have to kind of keep fostering this. Like the, the renewal of the church is not finished yet uh, in terms of the Second Vatican Council. Hmm. And That's that true. is why I will make my final claim, which is going to sound ridiculous. And this is where you're going to just roll your eyes. But you put Mark Willette as pope and the Comunio project comes to the center. And right. guess who's a part of the Comunio? Who founded Comunio? Well, Chisani. Oh, no, just Communio. I'm thinking of Communio. That's okay. Communio was as a journal founded, but it was the a Race whole Horse theological Lankas. movement founded by De Lubach, Ratzinger, Ratzinger, Von Balthasar. Yep, exactly, all those guys. Mm-hmm. Daniel Liu. And I think that they are the clearest and best renewal that's coming out of the Second Vatican Council theologically mm. and spiritually. And I think to bring that to the center of the church and then to bring it into the world is going to be huge. Right mm. now it's been marginalized. Right. And um, I like that. I, and, and if it's Scola and if it's Willette, it's going to come right back into the heart of the center of the church. Hmm. I don't know, Turkson or uh, Tango. Toggle, toggle <laughs> Tangle. Tango. Um, you didn't but, mention, I thought you were going to have these as one of the four, but uh, the scandals are still rocking the church. Right. And I think that's going to be a big part of his task. I mean, that's going to be front and center, at least in the eyes of the world. When the world thinks Catholic Church, right now at least, the main thing they think about is the the scandals right uh and how how he handles that how he moves how he deals with that but also doesn't allow that to consume the relationship between the church and the world right it's just all wrapped up in this i think that's a huge one and just too i mean this is kind of tied up with the rest of them too but the new evangelization 
uh, carrying that on. And that obviously that has to do with the re-evangelization of Europe and right. uh, Catholicism in a secular world and, uh, you know, promoting the church in the places where it is exploding, like Asia and Africa. So Good. Yeah, that's what I uh, that's what I thought when I thought of the secularization of the West. It was like the new the project of the new evangelization, mm-hmm. authentically, and then um, yeah, the scandals, yeah, huge because um, it's not just cleaning up the Vatican; it's cleaning up the church, basically right. the, the whole hierarchy and all of us priests all that and stuff, seminarians, yeah. all of us. I'll tell you why I'm excited about Toggle, though. Okay, you tell me about Toggle. I don't know much about him, but what I do know is really cool. Well, one, I know, I know. Do you know he studied in America for like eight years? Really? Yeah, he studied in D.C. He got his uh, doctorate there. And he was like one of the best students they've ever had. He was like off the charts and everything. The guy's like a genius. Um, he's young. He's super energetic. The Philippines is like the Catholic center of the East pretty right. much. Oh, yeah. That's um, crazy. And they, the, the thing that actually just turned me on the most was that I was reading stuff from people in the Philippines and they like adore this guy. Yeah. Absolutely. No, love he's, him. Yeah, he's. And they, I've heard they, they say that more than any of the other candidates. He's the one who has a similar uh, charisma as John Paul II. Uh, interesting. Just like uh, kind of a rock star wherever he goes. And he's young. He's energetic. Uh, he's he's a deeply human man uh, from the stuff I've just read and seen. I watched a couple of talks, and he speaks like ten languages, something like that. Really? Yeah. So I was he just really looks intrigued. Pretty by him. awesome. I was um, just really intrigued. But he's really. I mean, he's only been a cardinal for a year. Okay. He's fifty-five years old. Uh, so who knows? I think uh, maybe I, next I do time. Think that's pretty cool, though. I uh, those are all the the surface things things that I'd see, and just got excited about. I was like, oh, who knows? But you know, the Holy Spirit's going to guide this, and I've I've total faith in a. Uh, and I know some people are like afraid, like, man, who, you know, maybe this is going to be really bad and maybe we're going to get somebody who's, yeah, you know, I've just heard some apprehensions from uh, just different friends and stuff. And I just don't, I don't have those at all. I just, I, I know there's a lot of good men, a lot of good candidates and the Lord's taking care of us uh, yep. up to this point. And we've had amazing Pope of the last hundred years uh, compared to the, you know, centuries and centuries before that last hundred years of Popes have been pretty uh, stellar. So, you know, part of the problem I think with the, and you can never get the politics, like you said, and kind of the messiness of the church out of it. But part of the reason why the church was so messy, I think, for so long uh, was that there was so much of the world in the church. Yeah. Because there was a mixture of the temporal power, the, the church power. Um, but as the world and the church have kind of been divided more and more, and that's not necessarily good, but at least church and state have, uh, you have less of like ambitious, power hungry, you know, uh, the worldliness in the power structures of the church. I mean, there's, it's still there, but it's not nearly as bad as it was like in the 1500s. Or oh something yeah. Like yeah that, totally. you know? And uh, yeah, just two comments on that before we uh, kind of close her up here. But I think it was Pius the ninth. No, no. One of them said, I wouldn't wish the papacy on my worst enemy. Hmm. And then just reading about um, Cardinal Willette, he, uh, they asked him, you know, what do you want to, you know, do you want to be Pope? And he, he just said, the papacy is a crushing responsibility. It's the kind of thing you don't campaign for. And then he said, for me to be elected pope would be my worst nightmare. Yeah, I heard that. Would be a nightmare. <laughs> I mean, think about this language. And the world looks at this as like everybody's yeah. kind of climbing, climbing, climbing. Clamoring for it, yeah. Nobody wants this. Mm-hmm. Now, I, well, I, it's you know, the cross, man. It's the cross. And uh, you just look at Benedict. And, and it's such a witness, I think, to the world, to what he's done. And um, to say, whoa, wait a second. Like, I mean, they just can't. They can't. The world can't understand this. Mm-hmm. That all of the power games, all of the politics that are with humanity, but then there's this authentic authority and this authentic presence of the Holy Spirit that keeps guiding this and keeps drawing really good men uh, right to the to the chair of Peter. 
And so we'll see. Well, we'll see you guys next week. And any more thoughts, suggestions, insults, comments, whatever, we will take them. Catholic stuff podcast at gmail.com. 